Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. My name is Norbert and today I'm talking to the founder of Pop-Off Leather and Orange Rich, finest leather products with highest quality standards, over 4,500 reviews in his web store and a lifetime guarantee on his hands-on leather goods. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to have you here. Um, Ryan, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you first get into e-commerce? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it started um, kind of by accident. So it, it we started making, uh, or I started making wallets as a hobby. Uh, I graduated art school and then I kind of needed to fill the void in between my my day job and going to sleep. So um, I was in a unique position where I was doing night audit for a university and uh, essentially just babysitting an office. So I had eight hours to myself and just kind of got obsessed with leatherworking and, and started selling my product on Etsy. Um, Jill kind of convinced me. And then, um, you know, I sold a few wallets and used that money, put it back into better tools, better material, uh, started to get my feet wet with, um, you know, all the fun stuff in, in e-commerce like uh, logistics, you know, customer service learning how to do better product photos and it just kind of snowballed. Um, Etsy was, was kind of instrumental, um, more or less like a stepping stone for us to, to kind of branch out into to Shopify and later sort of expand our, our business. So yeah, it just started as a hobby kind of led into Etsy as a way of just to pay for, for my hobby and then just snowballed from there. That's great. Um, what's e-com stack? Uh, so for our stack, I mean, obviously we're, we're direct to consumer. So we started with big commerce, but we moved to Shopify. Um, we have a ton of apps, like uh, most store owners probably have, you know, two dozen apps in their, their Shopify store. But for us, the most important ones, uh, Clavio, um, stamped.io, um, they just launched a loyalty program. So we migrated from smile. We were using that. So now stamp does our reviews and our loyalty program. Um, for our customer relationship manager, we use Gorgeous, um, which is excellent. And um, for lead capture, we use Just Do Know. And um, we also use uh, Shogun for our for kind of dressing up our product pages and and having nice landing pages for for sales and things like that. So those are those are our most important important ones. And do you sell on marketplaces as well still? Uh, we actually just stopped selling on Etsy about two weeks ago because uh, they forced us into uh, essentially competing with ourselves. So they started this new program where if you generated more than $10,000 in sales, you were sort of forced into advertising on Google. So Google shopping ads. Um, Etsy would foot the cost per click, but then you paid, uh, I think it was 10% of the final sale, whatever the revenue was generated from that sale. Um, but then what was happening is it was competing against our Google shopping ads and SEO. So um, it just wasn't worth it for us. It was too expensive to sell on there. So we cut the cords. 
after seven years and you know all that nice history. Um, and now we're just solely on Shopify for pop-off leather. So no Amazon? Nope. Uh, we experimented with Amazon for about a year. Um, but because our product is highly customizable, made to order. So, you know, people come to our website, they can get their initials engraved. They can get, uh, you know, they pick a color of leather and then they can pick a color of thread. Um, the amount of different SKUs to be sent to Amazon, especially since it's hand sewn, um, was just cost prohibitive. It just wasn't worth it for us. And again, it was expensive to sell them there too. So, um, we're, we're doing quite good on just our Shopify site. So we're, we're focusing on that. Perfect. And how do you get the, 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 the people on your website? A lot of it is uh, word of mouth. So during our years on Etsy, um, you know, it, it was very important for me to treat our customers very well and to deliver an exceptional product. So a lot of our growth came from word of mouth. So um, that, sort of led into organic search. A lot of it's organic search um, nowadays. Um, you know, almost, I'd say 75% of our sales come from that. And then the remainder comes from cost per click advertising. Um, so again, Google Shopping and uh, Facebook ads. Um, and uh, do you produce the goods yourself or um, do you have a manufacturer in the background? Yep. Yeah, so we produce everything in-house. Uh, we have 12 wow. employees. Um, I'm no longer on that side of the business. I'm just on the marketing side and, and sort of the operational stuff. Um, and yeah, we have we have some, we have a full-time shipper. We have a full-time customer service person. Uh, the rest of the folks are, are in the workshop. And we also have a, a production manager um, who we hired last year to help us with that. Do you have a specific person in your company that is focusing on the operations part? Yeah, so um, we we went through a journey last year. So up until I would say halfway through last year, it was me managing the operational side of stuff as well as everything else. You know, as an entrepreneur, you, you get to a certain point and you're kind of stretched in so yeah. many different directions. And I was at that point where I was just tearing my hair out. So we had something had to change. So we we hired a production manager. Um, who came to us with uh, 20, I want to say 20 years experience. I think it's 20 years experience. Um, same age as me, but he, you know, he was an engineer. He just got out of um, university and he worked at a, a car parts manufacturer um, sort of from the ground up, you know, uh, on the production floor all the way up to plant manager. Um, and uh, it was a big company in our, our town here. And unfortunately they They were uh, outsourced um, to a different country. A bunch of people lost their jobs, but I was very fortunate that he was super keen to work for us. So he took a little bit of a pay cut and agreed to work for, with us. And he's just been instrumental in, in a lot of our, our transformation since last year. And, and now it's just like, it's unbelievable. He's he's brought so much to, to our business. That's great. And how, how, do, you, how do you manage uh, shipping? Shipping. Uh, so we, because it's made to order, we needed a, a shipping solution that, that controlled the order queue as well as allowed us to give customers uh, timely information. If they, you know, if they emailed or called, we, we need to know exactly where their order is um, as well as, you know, obviously ship and provide tracking and all that stuff. So we use ShipStation for most of that. Um, you know, we have a full-time person who manages, um, the order from start to finish. So she's the first one to see all the orders come in. 
gets them into the queue. And then she's the last person to sort of, um, you know, send them out the door and, and do all the labels. And uh, do you face any significant uh, disruption of your service, uh, especially due Corona at the moment? Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, big time. So that's, you know, that's probably one of the biggest challenges we've, we've come to, uh, you know, in, as far as I could remember, but because we have such an exceptional production manager, he's handled it like a champ. Um, a lot of our products can actually be made at home. There's a, you know, there's certain machinery that's in the workshop. People have to be there, but we are, you know, we're staggering shifts. Um, we're very fortunate that, um, you know, we only need a few bodies in the workshop. So the shipper and, um, the people doing sort of the core manufacturing will, will be in the workshop, but everyone else just kind of comes up and picks up their work, which is all beautifully orchestrated by our production manager. And, uh, of course, customer service can be done at home. My job can be done at home. Um, so yeah, it's been a challenge in that, you know, it's, it's, um, interesting to see how everyone sort of works at home. Um, you know, managing all the logistics of getting orders back and forth. And it, and of course there's a lot of hiccups, right? Like it's not going to be perfect, but, um, you know, we're doing the best we can. And as, as things sort of get better, at least in British Columbia, things are starting to, to ease up a little bit. We're, we're gradually looking at bringing more folks back into the workshop. And thankfully, because we're not a retail location, we don't have people coming off the street to buy our stuff. You know, it's all, it's direct to consumer. We're just shipping it out um, very safely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. And I think the very, you know, when it, when stuff got really serious in March, I think we were all a little bit scared about um, consumer trends. And, um, you know, one of the ways we sort of pivoted during that was to actually offer, and this, this was like kind of killing, killing, um, two birds with one stone. So we started offering a do it yourself kit. So a lot of people are stuck at home with nothing to do and they like our products. So why not just send them the pieces, um, give them all the tools to do it themselves and show them how, and it took off like crazy. Not only was it, um, you know, March was, a higher revenue month, about 20% than our black Friday, like our most recent black Friday, which is insane. And yeah. it all had to do with the do it, do it yourself kits. Um, and the other beautiful thing about that is we don't have to make anything. We just cut it out and we ship it. Whereas, you know, everything else that goes through this long elaborate process is handmade, you know, craftsmanship where, where it takes, you know, two weeks to get something out the door. Whereas this, we just cut it and ship it. And, um, our margins are, are amazing on it. Um, so yeah, COVID has been very interesting for us. It's been a challenge, but it's also been a really awesome opportunity. Um, and, uh, and how, how is your return rate, um, for, for the goods? Um, they, those are really, I, I've been on the website and it's, they are looking so great. Um, I, I wonder if, if people are sending them back for some reason. Yep. So We actually have a phenomenal return rate. I think it's about 5%. Oh, wow. Uh, That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. And, um, you know, our highest return rates kind of revolve around the belts. You know, they're very difficult to measure. You can't come into our, our workshop and do it yourself. Um, so we see a high return rate there. But for the most part, it, you know, I think the average return rate in e-commerce is somewhere around 20, like, you know, in the, the apparel accessories sort yep. of... Um, Uh, niche and yeah, we're, we're killing it. I, I can't honestly explain it. I think people, 
maybe justify their purchases um, because it is handmade, because it is a you know high quality, expensive item. A lot of people just say, you know, this it's supposed to be this way. Um, I understand the belt thing because if you can't use it, you can't use it. But everything else, it, it's been, you know, we have very, we have we have really awesome customers. It's so weird to say that because we we have some bad ones, but like we have a very passionate community who who support us, and it's really cool. Yeah, and uh, how do you handle the support? Is is there a support request? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tons, especially now, you know, with, uh, with the COVID stuff, it's delaying packages. You get a lot of, you know, my package is lost, but it's, it's, it's actually not because of the, the pandemic, but yeah, we're, we're getting a hundred to 200 emails a day. You know, um, half that is voicemails. Um, we got one person managing that full time, um, like a champ, um, gorgeous is great for that because you can just, you know, Every other email is the same question, so we have we have templates and and things built out, so you can just kind of run through them really quickly. Um, but yeah, if we didn't have a full time person doing that, it would it kind of be a nightmare. And I'm I'm really trying to um, emphasize our customer service right now because people are at home just waiting for stuff, um, and they get very anxious. You know, more than more than any other time I've, I've ever seen running this business, people are just kind of like even Christmas people are just kind of, you know, sitting around with nothing to do. And they're just very, they need something. And, um, it's very polarizing. You know, we have some very angry people and some very happy people. It it's, um, you know, you get these reviews rolling in, you know, five star, five star, five star, one star, five star, five star, one star. It's never anything in between. It's, it's always, and I, and I think a lot of it is the, the COVID stuff. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's, it's really what what's a one star review for a product like yours? <laughs> Why are people it's, angry? I don't understand it, that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of it is like not getting the answer that they want. So, mm -hmm. you know, they'll complain about not having their item in time for a, a gift to give to a recipient, and it's yeah. because of you know it, the distribution centers in, in the states are just a mess right now. There's nothing going through. Things are taking weeks when it used to take, you know, three or four days and people don't, nobody can seem to wrap. Well, the people who are giving us one star reviews can't seem to wrap their heads around that. So, um, you know, we try our best to comfort them and, you know, we have a very generous return policy. Uh, we tell them, Hey, you know, if it's not here in a couple of weeks, just let us know or refund or we'll send you a new one. You know, it's, it's all good. But, um, like I said, people are just at home cooped up and they need to vent and, and oftentimes, uh, customer services is, is the sort of the channel where people like to vent. I've seen, uh, I think you have 90 days, uh, refund period. Yeah. That's really, that's really very gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, what what role does automation play in your operations? Sure. So um, there's a lot of different sort of touch points for automations. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to hiring our production manager. So we had uh, before before Bob sort of came around, we had someone who would make a we call them make list. So we get the invoices, and then we take that you know, whatever customers want to write the order number, the, the item that they want and, and kind of make these lists in sort of a, a logical fashion. So people are kind of cutting out the same items in, in a row instead of 
switching gears constantly. And once, uh, once Bob came on, um, in his role, he actually automated that, um, you know, it used to take three or four hours a day to make these lists. It sounds crazy even just saying it. And he, he automated it with, um, with a macro in a spreadsheet and it's, it's now a one minute thing. So like we can just bust out these, these lists as much as we want. Um, another more important one sort of on the sales side of stuff where I, I kind of excel, I use Clavio a lot for, for marketing automations. So depending on the customer's journey. So if they're a brand new customer, we have uh, flows that go out and depending if they're on our loyalty program or not, they'll get different sequence of emails depending on the type of um, product they're looking at or, or the size of their cart, they'll get different types of emails to persuade them to, to kind of pull the trigger. Um, you know, when you do cross selling, you kind of look at what pairs really well with certain products. So we have flows that, that do that as well. I would say the stuff that I'm involved with major, like the majority of it is through Clavio, um, just because it's so easy to do. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Otherwise, you know, apart from, you know, some aspects of manufacturing where we have some automation, but it's, it's all pretty much hands-on. Like a lot of it is, you know, um, just one thing at a time in our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and what will you be focused in the next 12 months in your operations? Well, I mean, it varies month to month, as you know, like yeah. with the pandemic, right? So it's always changing. So we don't, yeah. we're not a hundred percent concrete on, on customer uh, purchasing behavior. Um, we don't know because the majority of our customers are in the United States. Um, when the stimulus, the first round of stimulus checks went out, we saw a tremendous uptick and that kind of fueled that, that month where we were 20% than our, over our, our black Friday. Um, we're still seeing strong sales and I don't know if it'll continue like that or if it won't, but we have some models in place where, You know, if we see a decline in revenue, we'll do this. If we see an increase in revenue, we'll do that. Um, I think right now we're trying our best just to weather the storm and just kind of follow month by month. That's kind of a non-answer, but I don't, I don't think there's any other thing we can do right now, to be honest, yeah. other than just, you know, take it day by day. I, I had a few interviews uh, the the past weeks and uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, nearly, nearly the same. Uh, every So nobody really knows Uh, what's next and uh, I think yeah. we're all in the same situation uh, worldwide um, the last question for today uh, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career <laughs> uh, it's that's a good question um, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll give you another cliche answer um, I, I would say experience has been yeah. the best teacher um, I don't think I've had you know I've read I've read books you know like the the five hour work week or, or whatever that's called and um, a number of different business books and I none of them really stood out to me I think experience is the best teacher and I think being um, being an entrepreneur is just a hundred percent about you going out there and doing something and it doesn't matter if it's perfect or not it's um, you know learning from those failures that that become those biggest voices in your head and, and kind of guide you forward. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's my answer. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, that's uh, a I good answer. Know. Learning from failures. This is great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's cliche. <laughs> Ryan. But it's true. <laughs> thank you very much for being my guest. Um, Thanks for having me. 
We have seen that you come accidentally into e-commerce <laughs> because you were bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. That's great. Um, and uh, I, I like the do-it-yourself kit that you uh, released for, uh, yeah, during Corona. Uh, it's, it's a nice idea um, for people to build out the thing at home. So really, really great idea. The 5% return rate is really amazing. Congratulations again on that. So this is a, a great number. And uh, I also like that you are learning from the failures. So being uh, an entrepreneur and uh, do, the, do the shit, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Do the shit <laughs> learn from it. Uh, and it doesn't matter if there's some, some, some failure, um, you, you can do it one time. A failure is always allowed to be done one time. So everything great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good luck. And thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.